Hi there, I'm Quinn White, and welcome to But I'm Not an Engineer, the electrical and computer engineering podcast hosted by a USC journalism student who was asked to run this show. Will I learn new things? Yes. Will I be confused? Without a doubt. Join me as I talk with members of the ECE community to learn more about their work and the important role ECE is playing in our future. In this episode, I spoke with Professor Bhaskar Krishnamachari, who specializes in electrical and computer engineering systems, as well as computer science. He helps break down how systematic thinking relates to engineering and understanding the critical role that electrical and computer engineering plays in the Internet of Things. Let's get into it. Can you go ahead and just introduce yourself for me and tell me what you do in the ECE department? Hi, I'm Bhaskar Krishnamachari. I'm a faculty member in electrical and computer engineering. So I'm personally not an engineer, but when I was reading up on your work, I realized that it was especially broad. And as someone who doesn't really have a background in engineering, it's kind of hard for me to understand exactly what you do. I saw that you've done COVID research and robotics and all these things must be connected in some way, but I'm kind of struggling to understand how. So can you tell me more about the breadth of the field that you work in and how that allows you to solve problems in different areas? Sure. I'm broadly interested in the application of emerging digital technologies like uh, AI and blockchain and the Internet of Things to various application domains. And the domains might be um, everything from smart cities, smart buildings, and uh, health applications. You know, I read a blog about how one student found the distributed systems for the Internet of Things class to be something like a North Star when navigating the ECE major. So how does this course help students explore this broad major and find specific interests? So we started this course a few years ago as a way to give ECE students kind of the top-down view of the entire field. So we talk about everything from various types of hardware to how networks work to the design of distributed software. And you get to see like a little bit of everything in every area of electrical and computer engineering, which is to begin with a very broad field and kind of see their application in technologies that are kind of familiar to us from Um, You know, things that might be apps on your cell phone to hardware that uh, people are using for designing computers or uh, machine learning algorithms, etc. So can you explain to me exactly? So I... I'm having kind of a hard time understanding exactly what the Internet of Things is. So can you kind of tell me more about what work your lab is doing within that field? Uh, I kind of understand that everything is connected to the Internet, but I'm having a hard time understanding exactly what that means. So we think of the Internet sort of traditionally as a means for communicating people, right? You have social media applications or websites. And all of these applications have data that's generated by humans and consumed by humans. But with the Internet of Things, we have 
devices. They could be sensors, they could be actuators that are connected to the internet. And they're kind of automating that process of gathering data or changing something in the environment. And increasingly, the applications that we're using the internet for have these types of intelligent things at the endpoints. And so the entire field of IoT is essentially about how do we take all of these pieces of you know, sensors and actuators and network them together with computational technologies to process that information, make sense of it, and then figure out how we want to operate some you know, sort of process or system. What kind of systems are these used for then? What is the real life application of the Internet of Things? So it really depends on the application domain, right? So let's pick one and maybe explore that. So you could imagine using the Internet of Things at a city scale where you've got sensors that are helping you measure something about the quality of the air or sensors that are helping you measure the traffic on the streets. And you're gathering this information in real time at a fine granularity across the scale of the city. You're collecting this information, you're processing that information, making some decisions perhaps based on the data that you're collecting. So for example, if it's you know, traffic sensing, you might use the data that's gathered to in real time even change how the lights are behaving on intersections, you know, are there particular directions that you want to give longer green lights to uh, and, and essentially shape the traffic and the commute for the people in, in real time. So it essentially lets you do everything much, much faster and more efficiently. Definitely. And it, the other thing it really does is it lets you access a lot of data sources that previously perhaps you were not operating your systems in a data-driven manner and we're essentially guessing at what would work. So you're able to now, you know, sense the traffic, take some decisions, and then measure whether those decisions are improving things or not, again, in a very fast loop. In one of the last interviews I did, I learned more about the term computational thinking. And I think that it kind of describes the approach to problem solving that um, we're talking about. Am I on the right track here? So what exactly is computational thinking? I think it's a useful phrase to help kind of consolidate a lot of what we do in electrical and computer engineering and even computer science. It really has to do with, you know, looking at large amounts of data making sense of it by applying appropriate algorithms, you know, machine learning techniques, and, you know, applying techniques that we know from control theory, reinforcement learning, to then make decisions about what to do in that system. And I guess what we can contrast it with is a much more kind of a best effort or guess based approach to doing things, right? So you're, you have some problem at hand and you say, well, you know what, I'm just going to try this and I hope it works. Computational thinking says, let's gather data. Let's understand for this problem what algorithms are relevant and applicable. And then let's have more computational processing of that data and decision making 
that is still guided by human wisdom, our understanding of, you know, what are the real problems, what are some biases that might be in the data, and, and design solutions that are effective and efficient, but also help us with, you know, creating a safer, healthier, um, and a more, I would say, fair society. Kind of, um, kind of like the best of both worlds, I guess. Yeah. So we want to take away from humans what they're poor at doing in some ways. They get overwhelmed with data, especially if it's, you know, at a very large scale, at a very fast time scale. And we give those things which computers are better at doing to computers and to sensors for gathering the data, to networks for moving the data and so on. But then we're still engaging with the humans to understand what type of data to collect, what types of decisions are good, what types of decisions are bad, what do we want these systems to do? And, and we're still, you know, maintaining that um, relevance of the system to human needs, the, the problems that it are being addressed. Yeah, this is really interesting because I definitely, um, I definitely know the impact of the internet in my own life, but it's kind of, um, it's really interesting to kind of hear more about it on like a much larger scale and how the internet really kind of controls way more than we even realize. Definitely. And I think what's happening is we just have a lot more capability in terms of the available compute power, in terms of the maturity of sensing technologies, in terms of the underlying algorithms and the networks that are available and are continuing to be developed and deployed like 5G cellular. And these are all kind of coming together at a time that, you know, we're seeing also a, a greater sense of like problems that we can address with these technologies. Totally. Something that I've been asking everyone, and I'm curious to ask your answer. I'm not really sure if there is a right answer, but can you describe the ECE approach to problem solving and how is that different or unique from other engineering disciplines? That's a good question. I think I would start with, you know, at the core of ECE is a mastery of physics. We take, you know, observations that physicists have made with respect to how electromagnetic fields work, how quantum mechanics works at the lowest levels, how optics works, how radio frequency transmissions work. And we kind of harness all this physics to build devices and technologies that help us communicate, compute, and store data. And we also bring in a lot of mathematical and principled ways of thinking about designing systems and circuits. We have entire areas of electrical engineering that are foundational in design of such systems like information theory or control theory or estimation theory. And then we take all of these systems and their kind of rigorous way of quantifying what you can do with information and then we take them to apply to you know particular domains and problems and so you see the sort of entire spectrum uh, 
from the physics to devices to circuits to um, you know computers to the principled ways of designing systems that use all of these and then applying them to real problems. Totally. Um, that's, you know, like I said, I don't really have a background in engineering, but that's the thing that I've learned. Like the biggest thing that I've learned is every part of engineering is just, it's all about problem solving. And I really think that is so interesting. Yeah. And I think, you know, with electrical engineering, we're doing two things at once. On the one hand, we're solving specific problems in particular domains. On the other hand, we're constantly advancing the frontiers of technology. You know, what are the new types of quantum computing devices we can come up with? Those are things an electrical engineer might be concerned with. What are new ways in which we can move data from one location to another, whether it's deep space communications or underwater? You know, that's something an electrical engineer might concern themselves with. So, you know, the problems arise in the context of concrete applications, but also our ability to address these problems keeps growing as we keep uncovering new capabilities. So I know we kind of covered a lot of different things, but is there anything else that you'd like to add? Yeah, I'd like to talk about, you know, the ABC of emerging technologies, AI, blockchain, and connected devices, or the Internet of Things. And I think what's happening around us is that these technologies are maturing very rapidly. We have more engineers today working with these technologies than ever before in history. And the sheer scale of applicability of these technologies is immense. I don't think people have at large realized just that there's almost no application domain where they're not going to show up, whether it is in health or transportation or power or um, in our kind of day-to-day -day, um, experiences with, with commerce and retail, we're going to see these technologies kind of, you know, behind the scenes. And so as electrical engineers, electrical and computer engineers, there's just so much to be done. It's a, it's a very exciting time to be researching and developing these technologies. Yeah, it's really interesting when you take a step back. Everything is way more connected than you ever thought. Thank you for listening to another episode of But I'm Not an Engineer. To listen to future episodes of this podcast, visit uscece.podbean.com or search But I'm Not an Engineer on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Be sure to follow usc.ece on Instagram to stay up to date on new episodes as well as other exciting projects from the electrical and computer engineering labs. For the Viterbi School of Engineering, I'm Quinn White. Thanks again for listening.